0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Zach is not here, but the show must go on. Auburn's bringing in some hulking super teens. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm not your host, Zach Blackerby. He's on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Weird how there's no internet out there. I'm Lindsey Crosby, joined by the regular Tuesday guest, Measures Board Legend Charlie Five, here on a special Friday edition of charlie tuesdays today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. online has you covered this season more props more odds more lines than ever before bet is where the game starts let's and go let's go charlie five i'm excited you're here because this is your area of specialty you've you've kind of fingered the pulse of how this works auburn has brought in some hulking super teens this week we've seen yes. multiple players flip from power five schools to Auburn, Connor Liu, Tyler Johnson. How do you feel about what Auburn's done this week with trying to bring reinforcements on the offensive line? Should we be concerned that they're three stars or you know not five stars? How do we feel about this?
1: No. So uh, first off, they do qualify as hulking super teens. You look at their you got to look at measurables first. Both mm-hmm. of them hulking children, uh, so they definitely qualify. And I think just in general, setting the tone that hey, m- offensive line is an issue it's mm-hmm. been an issue uh, Tyler Johnson actually came for a freaking uh, big cat weekend and we didn't even we didn't even get him but then we get him whenever we switch coaches same same thing with Connor Lou uh, he was on the verge of committing in July I mean I think we may have a may have had a podcast where I was like I think this guy's about to commit to Auburn uh, wanted to be a pilot uh, it was it, we got we have a need uh, for interior linemen um, kids powerful uh, very very fun film to watch. There's a good film. Uh, uh There's a film of him catching a uh, tackle eligible screen and running it for a touchdown for like 25 yards. Like he's a, he's athletic. And he trucked the poor poor child on the goal line as well. So uh, I think just setting the tone, saying, "Hey, we need we need help. We need help on the line." And you know, right now our best options are flipping dudes from power five schools. So let's go pick out who we can get and get them. And and, and he's doing it. He's 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 changing the sort of the sort of the narrative right off the bat and i think the big
0: thing there when you hear about auburn flipping a guy three-star or four-star uh, connor lou was a four-star on 247 i've always said they have the best rankings sure. he's a three he's a three-star on on three but uh Boo. you know six big boy six three two eighty, 280 and the big thing is he came from a power five school right he was committed to miami which for anybody else who wants to do the 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 Flying program. Auburn's like practically sponsored by Delta. It's great. You've got it in from the football staff because Nick broms knows all of that stuff. And you can't go fly at Miami. It's too close to the Bermuda Triangle. But listen, sure. Um, con- like offensive line, interior offensive linemen, centers especially, it feels like they're very underrated as far as the star rankings go. And so a three-star or a four-star center it's probably better than a three-star or four-star guard simply because of how much of that position is mental versus just line up and hit the dude in front of you. So I like adding him. I like adding Tyler Johnson from Texas tech. It shows a little bit of, of diversity. You're bringing in guys from different conferences, different parts of the country, obviously um, Lewis from, I think Kennesaw mountain up near, near Atlanta uh johnson's from louisiana you're bringing in guys from different power five programs but you're not flipping a dude from like a toledo you know or a yeah. or a kent state you're flipping a guy from a power five school to come sure. to auburn and the big selling point here for all these guys is immediate play time uh you bring in these four offensive linemen you add Braden joiner big boy local boy shutting down your backyard and you bring in clay whedon from florida you now have four offensive linemen who. Could potentially play day one? Do you think that any of these guys could could play day one, or is this like a developmental thing? We need them going forward because we have so many upperclassmen.
1: I think the best chance would be Lou. I think Connor Lou probably has the best chance to play, uh, just because the center position at Auburn is somewhat up in the air. I mean, Tate played uh, started last year uh, due to an injury, and then yeah. he got injured, and you know we just he never the really third center. Yeah, the third cent. Like you never and then you just really didn't ever feel like we had any continuity there. So I kind of feel like that position's up for grabs. Maybe a Tyler Johnston. Maybe he could maybe he could win a battle at like a right tackle, depending on how the transfer portal uh shakes out and how we look with the uh, number one and number two JUCO offensive tackles that we're going after hard, one of which is going to be here this weekend. And we'll get to all that later. But yeah. uh I would say Lou probably has the best chance, probably, um, maybe Tyler Johnson could get, could win a battle at like a right tackle or something. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm just, we don't get, we, we just, we don't get high school offensive linemen. We haven't for like six years. So it's like a guy coming in with an actual plan who says, Hey, it's crazy. We need these guys from high school. Let's go get them. And, uh, we're, we're getting them right now. So
0: yeah, it's, like it's we, we just don't know what to do with our hands. Cause we're not used to this happening to us. Uh, Talking about about getting hulking super teens. It's not the same as a guy out of high school, but I think it's worth mentioning. Zykevius Walker yes. has removed his name from the portal. He is staying at Auburn. Uh, got one game this year, but six four three oh four. You know, top one hundred recruit when we got him. Played plenty, and I think it was in twenty twenty, and then had some injury issues, and then couldn't get out of felt like the doghouse last year before he stepped away from the team. Uh, how big is a get like that at this point in the cycle? With early signing day being what a week from now, how how big is it to get a guy of the quality of Zykevius Walker to stay on campus versus leaving?
1: It's absolutely huge. If you follow if you follow like who we have and who's leaving, you can easily see we have a gaping hole on the defensive line, and this guy really feels it. It's just it's just like landing a four star uh, portal guy. It, 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 yeah. Like we rode him off. We rode him completely off. Um, he had a lot of success his freshman year. I mean, he played no, like right on the nose as at like 270 pounds. And he had like 14 or 15 tackles, like at a position where you don't really make a lot of, you don't really make a lot of tackles. And then, uh, and he played for Rodney Garner, who I want, I'm going to rail on something for a second. Please. Rodney Garner is a tough dude to play for. Okay. He chews you. He, he made Byron Cowart quit, the number one, the number one recruit in the country. He made him quit. It's okay? recruiting. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, people that there was a narrative from like Jimmy Brumbaugh and and Brian Haskins uh, that uh, he was soft. He didn't want to try. He didn't try. He didn't participate. He was overweight. All that you're this this that and the other. No, he he has proven that he can handle tough coaching. Tough coaching. He had a few injuries uh, that, and he was just ready to get away from this staff. And then Hugh Freeze comes in. He was long gone, okay? He was way gone. Hugh Freeze comes in. They talk to him. He's going to come back. It's absolutely gigantic because this is a big kid that we have to have along the defensive line. Here's the, here's the bonus, mm-hmm. and this may be a little bit of like just being a smart football coach. He's got two brothers. He's got a, a half-brother and then a, a, another brother that are 20-25 kids that are like 5 stars. You know, uh, a linebacker, and then I think a defensive end who were like five star kids. So that's just that's a whole that's a whole nother aspect of just understanding the situation and realizing this kid's important. I need him. Uh, and like, how does that not how does that not get you excited? Like Zeke Walker's coming back. You know, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder uh, at a at a position of extreme need. Mm-hmm. That's just like landing. Uh, that's just like landing a four star kid out of the portal. I feel like.
0: And and looking at the room, like you have two different tiers of guys, right? You've got uh, Jason Jones, Jeffrey Emba, Marcus Harris, the guys that we feel pretty good about. We, we know what they do. They're physical specimens. We've seen them perform on the field. Or in the case of Emba, limited playtime, but amazing physical specimen. And then you've got some depth in o- O'Coley and NC Sledge, and you don't quite know exactly what you're going to have with those guys. I think Zakibeus Walker is somebody who can move from that first tier to that second tier and if i sure. had to bet on it i would really bet that he's going to get better like that and and talking about betting today's episode is brought to you by our friends at bet online betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis you get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there every single one charlie five pro football push to the playoffs going on right now college bowl season kicks off today friday You've got basketball, uh, college, and pro if you want to do that, and then I think the World Cup's still going on. Uh, but they've got everything at BetOnline.net. So fastest and easiest way to get your betting info: head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Because Online is where the game starts.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
0: Joined by Charlie Five, message board legend, uh, here on the Friday episode of Locked on Auburn, and... All right, we're coming up on early signing day. We're about about five days out. Today is the 16th. Early signing day is the 21st. Under Brian Harson, this class was somewhere in the 50s or so. And depending on who you look at, uh, right now you're either number 43, according to 247. We've always said 247 has the worst rankings. Or 31st according to on three, who obviously always has the best rankings. Best evaluation so period. Somewhere it's like 12th or 14th in the SEC. Uh, using your informed message board opinion, where do you think Auburn can get between now and the 21st as far as what's a realistic ranking? And then what's like the every single thing lines up perfectly 90th percentile best possible outcome?
1: Sure. I think we're looking at best case like a 11 or 12. Uh, if you land everybody, that means mm-hmm. the two kids from Montgomery, the Carver kids, uh, you know, a couple more flips. Both of your JUCO number one, number two JUCO tackles. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how the the transfer portal works, but the way I've looked at some of the class calculators, if you get uh, Grayson McCall, uh, a couple of those receivers, I'm talking so like all the stars align, you go you go a hunt like a hundred percent. You're probably looking at eleventh, eleventh or twelfth. I'm thinking somewhere realistically that 15 to 18 range is, is very, very in reach. And I, I would be somewhat shocked if it's not uh, in somewhere in that range, because these dudes are working their tail off this weekend is going to be electric, like 20, 20 plus visitors. I believe coming in uh, all very, you know, very, very important to this class. Uh, I, I, I think i would be shocked. 15 to 18 is kind of where I'm looking. Yeah, and Which is remarkable, if you think about it. It's amazing to think
0: about the fact that we were staring down the barrel of, you know, a class in the 50s a month and a half ago under uh, Haskins and the other Boise guys. And now we're looking at top 20 is entirely realistic. Uh, I think the only regret I kind of have here is that we don't have a home basketball game this weekend. I feel mm, like that yeah. would be kind of the clincher. And going forward, maybe we need the clincher. SEC to help us out with schedule. because. I think we're traveling to USC this weekend and it's yeah. just, it's not ideal. But either way, plenty of stuff to do in Auburn, plenty big visits going on. If you see some folks out and about at a restaurant, maybe don't tweet it out until we know for a fact it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, don't no, don't ruin it no, for no us. No
1: pictures, no, no Snapchats. Let's just, you know, let it happen. That's why I tell tell some of my uh, tell some guys on the you know, the Discord on the best sports, hey, just let this weekend happen. It's like don't like just let it happen because the results of it are gonna be good.
0: Let it come. Let me just let it go. Uh, but speaking of this weekend, what are the – I didn't even think about that. What are the – my kids have been watching that like crazy. What, yeah. what are the odds that Grayson McCall is here this weekend and then gives some sort of public commitment? Like what would that do to this class if we heard Grayson McCall was transferring from Coastal Carolina, trading in his teal for orange and blue?
1: Man, I just – you you think about the excitement that uh you would have on during that weekend if a guy of that caliber would go ahead and pop um which i re- i mean I'll, i'm going to be i'm not going to be surprised if it actually happens if a guy like that pops when you have uh top uh transfer wide receivers in you got top running back uh transfers in you got juke top juco linemen in you got you know, top – some top high school kids that can play early in, uh, DBs. I mean, you got a whole um, assortment of, of, of high-caliber players that are going to be here if that guy goes first. Um, I mean, that's the kind of things – you, you, you kind of want your quarterback in the boat early. Like, that's kind of what you want. You want your leader in early and then build the team around it. And now you can build teams so fat so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a guy in like that that early would be – I mean – that would be just gigantic. That would, be, I mean, you could see a chain reaction of um, that's just, I mean, electric over uh, over the next couple of days if that were to, if he were to come in, which he, I believe he's he's confirmed to be here probably tomorrow. Uh, go ahead and come in, get it, get it, get it out there, get committed, and you know just watch the watch the wave roll from there.
0: I feel like there's a couple immediate kind of cascade things you see if a guy like a Grayson McCall commits. I know we just saw a crystal ball come out on Thursday for Isaiah Jada, the, the the JUCO offensive tackle who was previously committed to South Carolina. He committed just recently. I think he's visiting Colorado, but I think that getting a guy like a Grayson McCall, you got skill position players who are going to immediately gravitate to that. You've, sure. You're going to have to build an offensive line around him. So I think whether it's through your own recruiting efforts, whether it's through NIL, things like that, I think you start seeing more offensive linemen from the college ranks commit. Uh, it, it feels like like your 90th percentile outcome kind of depends on how that visit goes. So anything yeah. we can do to make Grayson McCall's day here better, let's do that. Uh, let's hope that that visit goes well. But is there, I don't know, I'm kind of looking at, at some of the stuff going on with the team, with the, the coaching, things like that. I know we just saw a report Christian Robinson is leaving Uh, the coaching staff is no longer going to be going to be part of this coaching staff going forward. What does something like that do this close to signing day? What does something like that do to this staff and due to these recruiting efforts? Does that put a damper on things? Is that helpful? Like what happens with something like that?
1: It's really hard to say because uh, for whatever reason, he's just not had any luck on on the trail. He was hired at the end of January. Uh, And then literally like two weeks later, the bombshell investigation thing comes out. So there's literally no way he's going to get – hes no way he's going to get any tracks on the recruiting trail, period. Uh, I know we did have a handful of commits, um, but it's just like what kid is going to want to come to Auburn, play for Auburn or commit to Auburn until they know the situation? And then by the time we get a new coach, like how many linebackers in the area – are uncommitted or are, don't already have, like, you know, huge uh, relationships built. Um, so it's just been it's just been tough sledding for him. I don't know who to blame there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I want to just blame um, – I just want to blame Byron for it, for the whole thing. But maybe it, there's there's a little bit to do with uh, – maybe there's a little bit to do with, with C-Rob as well, just not being able to get the footing. I mean, he and Zach were sort of in limbo like they mm-hmm. were they weren't a weren't 100% solidified and Zach's busted his you know you know busted his tail in this time not to say Christian ha- hasn't but you're starting to see the fruits of what Zach's been able to build uh come you know bloom uh, at this point in time and they and a, and a bunch of them could pop over the weekend so i don't i honestly don't think it's going to have that big of an impact uh, just because there's not a whole lot of guys that he was just really you know, in there for like, I mean, I know he helped a lot. Like, he went in on the in homes with the kids from Carver, but like, he wouldn't have been either one of their coaches. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's it, any kind of shakeup at the end could be a little squirrely, but at the same time, um, it, I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to do anything to jeopardize, uh, guys. And it just seemed like maybe, you know, Christian was just not, you know, being able to get the same traction that, that that he was hoping he would. So uh, I wish the best for him. Like I said, I just don't know anything. I don't know how good he was, how bad he was. We weren't that great at linebacker, um, which I don't know if that's a coaching thing or a talent thing. So, When in doubt, I'm going to blame Byron. Uh, But I will say like right before the Christian
0: Robinson news broke, there was a tweet from Zach Etheridge. He said, if you're offered a seat on a rocket ship, don't ask what seat just get on. So it kind of feels like it was down to those two guys and, maybe they asked somebody to coach a different position or whatever. And Zach Etheridge was the one they picked, but either way uh, I think it's good. And, and if you're sad about the Christian Robinson um, leaving, if if, if you're disappointed that he is not part of the team, I just have to kind of remind you that uh, as you're getting over this and you're, you're hanging out with friends and you're putting back a few drinks, understand that a few can become few too many. And as an evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you might think of calling for a ride, but, No, you live nearby and you can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. Uh, What are the odds that you're gonna get pulled over? And even if you are, like, what's the worst that can happen? Your, Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, how about you kill somebody? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly, but that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while they're under the influence. Police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our road to save lives you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at alumni hall now if you're doing your holiday shopping and i know charlie five you have a lovely family and you you know always take care of them very well i know you had to buy a bunch of of auburn gear for the kids obviously they got to be decked out where is the best place in the Auburn area to go and get all of your Auburn gear? I
1: can't think of any better place than Alumni Hall.
0: Like listen, it's right downtown, 339 South College. Uh, you can you can come to town, you can walk down Sanford Lawn, take your picture in front of in front of the trees, go to Toomer's Corner, get a lemonade, you can go right down to Alumni Hall, stock up on whatever you need for the holiday season. If you're not close to Auburn, that's fine. AlumniHall.com. I'm not sure if you can have something shipped to somebody in time or not maybe you've got friends across the country my my sister just moved to columbus ohio she's in the middle of of buckeyes territory and so alumni hall is sending her a lovely care package for christmas so she can rep auburn all over columbus ohio so if you need holiday gifts if you want your auburn merchandise no better place than alumnihall.com uh, closing out the friday episode here with uh, with You know, a Charlie Tuesday, Friday edition. Yes. Uh, And and I want to do a vibe check real quick if I can, Charlie Five. So check me, baby. Let's we've talked a lot about Hulking Super Teens today. We've talked a lot about some of the gaping holes on the roster. Yep. Uh, how do you feel? Okay, a couple of different things. We're both gonna give answers here. You go first on recruiting. How do you feel right now about our recruiting as far as where it needs to be in the conference?
1: Okay so uh as far as this class goes it's not i don't think it's going to be quite where we want it to be just because of the timing but the right. what i'm seeing the effort and what i'm seeing the relationships that are already being built and like what people are saying behind the scenes like already we already like 2025 2024 offers are going out already um we I, I mean i think we're going to see some of the best recruiting uh, that we've seen. And, and we're still not – I mean, the staff still isn't full, fully uh, complete. There was a uh, – you know, I can't remember – is it Chuck Oliver? His show that had, Oliver, uh, yeah. had Dave Bartu on that that helps – He does. he's an analytics guy and he helps coaches put staffs together. And he flat out said he's like the wide receiver coach that you all have coming in, he's a beast on the trail. So, like, we got young energetic recruiters. We've seen what Zach can do. Um, this new defensive line coach is, is is great. They say the the offensive line coach could be the best recruiter on the staff, uh, Thornton, which is why it just kind of blows my mind. Uh, and then you got Hugh. He's got that's got his the coordinators in spots where he doesn't have to necessarily worry about the day in, day out of game planning. He can just absolutely hit the road just just full bore and get guys. I think we're about to see recruiting at, you know, maybe like top five uh, in the conference uh, level, I, I would be, I mean, I, I kind of feel like we're going to be there year in and year out. So it's, it's going to be fun. That's what I've all, I've always been a recruiting guy and recruiting has sucked for about five years. So this is exciting. This is, this is very, very exciting.
0: We all need to send a Christmas card to the SEC office. Thank you for taking away the restriction that Auburn could not sign offensive tackles out of high school. I appreciate sure. that rule being changed really has helped recruiting and I think something you touched on there was kind of big about Hugh has his coordinators in place and he's free to recruit. He's always kind of been the guy who ran the offense, called plays on, on Saturdays and things like that. And uh, I feel really good about the ability to free him up to kind of be your closer and to do a lot of the recruiting with the coaching hires that we brought in. And this was the next question was the vibes on coaching. You got Ron Roberts, tenured, experienced defensive coordinator coming from Baylor. As I talked about, I think it was on yesterday's show, uh, did great work as far as shutting down better offenses with lesser talent, playing against yes. Oklahoma, playing against Old Miss, and then can kind of really be the guy to run that side of the ball for you. And then Philip Montgomery, bringing in an offensive coordinator who is, as Zach pointed out, I think it was on Monday's show, is comfortable being underneath an offensive head coach. And I think that's something that we don't always give credit for. as far as like the fit of a guy who has been a head coach has been in this for a long time look at the gray in the facial here when you see him in the the shot Auburn put out Uh, but somebody who's comfortable working under an offensive head coach and understanding like I'm not the final say on what happens but I have a chance to come in develop guys he has a history with with the type of quarterback that we have in Robbie Ashford as far as that super athletic guy with you know, with questions about consistency with the arm. And so I think the vibes, for me at least, on the coaching staff have got to be really good. You feel really good about the staff that you've brought together. And while you're waiting on that wide receivers coach, let Trevon Reed cook. Let him go out there and – and Just go in. Trevon. He, he's got his finger on the pulse of what happens in Louisiana and the high schools. He's got great ends there. I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that part of the reason that ta- that offensive lineman flipped from Texas Tech to Auburn was Trevon Reed's work.
1: Oh. No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. The, there's a, there's a couple of things you got uh, when you talk about the, the just finishing the staff out. We think that um, – I think it's uh, – is it Josh Aldridge? Uh, is the going to be the, the outside linebackers coach? I think you're going to have um, Roberts coach inside linebackers. You're going to have Aldridge coach your outside and edge probably. He's a young guy, played football in Georgia. He's from Tennessee. Got a lot of connections. If you go look at look up some videos of him at Liberty, I get the vibe he's going to be a guy that could be a really good closer, really good uh, recruiter too. Wide receiver coach. A lot of these dudes are going to have signing day clauses in their contracts, so don't expect anything just to pop right off the bat. They're they probably going to have to hang out until at least the first signing day. I mean, I don't think it, it would be a, a situation where we will go into February, but uh, once this staff's complete, man look out like they're they're already burning it up like this just it's just what Hugh does man he just he 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 lives for recruiting and he knows how how dire it is so from a staff vibes I I I, I mean unless you got like a Will Muschamp or somebody like that for defensive coordinator or you know other, any of these other names that we romanticize as being you know the the answer, like I, it, to me, the staff is just I I love it top to bottom.
0: Honestly, the vibes are kind of immaculate. Like I love it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we we've been really positive today for the most part. We we've we've been hyped about recruiting, hyped about what this class might look like, hyped about the coaching staff. What are the vibes on the twenty twenty three season? You know, sure. we have a lot of work to do, especially on the offensive line, knee depth at defensive line, questions at quarterback with Robbie Ashford shoulder injury. What are the vibes like for the 2023 season and how have they changed from a month ago?
1: Well, if you get Grayson McCall this weekend, the vibes are, for next season are going to have to go uh, your 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 I guess your predictions or are your your hopes and dreams or whatever, that they, they would have to go up cuz you got a yeah. guy, you would think you got a guy that's worth at least another one and a half to two wins. Uh, just, in, just in him being here based off his performance, his accuracy, every, everything about him, leadership. Um, so I think when you go from uh, – I, personally, I think a lot of – I would be – if it was seven and five, I would think that's coach of the year type stuff based off of where we were, where our roster was to, to here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, could you get to that eight win? Could you get to that eight, nine wins? Um, I, I mean, that would be – vibes out out of the season so uh i feel like it's just like it's it's like a cautiously optimistic vibe there you uh go. and you get grayson you get grayson you're gonna go reckless reckless optimism i feel like so uh let's just I, let's I, again this weekend is huge this weekend is yeah. huge but i would say before this weekend i'm i think like a cautiously optimistic vibe is is kind of how i'm feeling
0: That feels good. I kind of like that, too. I think cautiously optimistic as of now on Friday morning is good. Recklessly optimistic if we get Grayson this weekend. That feels about right. And either way, like I'm thinking like I'm going to go out on a limb and say Auburn's bowl eligible in 2023. I mean, I I think that's I think that's a pretty not safe, but I think that's a pretty realistic assumption is Auburn makes a bowl. Uh, Real quick. How can people find you, support you, love you, all that stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five. You can find me in the Locked On Dis- uh, Auburn Discord every single day or Monday, Friday on the Dabod Golf Pod. I'm
0: on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Uh, the show, obviously, on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. My show, Locked On be Prospects, available <laughs> where you get your podcast and on YouTube. I never pitch two shows at once. This is Zach's show. He'll be back on Monday. Yes. Uh, but until then, this has been Locked On Auburn.